Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, the vision for your big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, November 18, 2022. Today we're reading from the big book. We're on page 43, more about alcoholism, and I believe it's the second paragraph. Yes, second paragraph. Many doctors and psychiatrists agree down to there is virtually no solution, no other solution. All right. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Anne-Marie M., The Traditions, Joanne L., Reading the Text, Loretta H., page 164 is Christine G., our newcomer readers, Ramona A., and second hour host is Nancy C. The reference numbers from yesterday, Thursday, November 17, 2022, 7 a.m. is 19,651. That's 19,651. And a 10 a.m. meeting is 19,652, 19,652. Delay Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome, welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, either soliciting or accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and a practice of the 12 steps, 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll now ask Anne Marie M. to read the 12 steps. Hi, this is Anne. This is Anne Marie M. Uh, reading the Twelve Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food; that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Next up is Joanne L. And yes. she's going to read our 12 traditions. 
Yes, good morning, everybody, and thank you so very much for your service. Um, Joanne L. from Rhode Island, um, and I am recovered in Rhode Island. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Least problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining, out, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. In twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much, and have a great meeting. Thank you. So how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share, stop and share when it was read. Anyone can share, but we ask you to keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep a share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the direction of the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. So we're on page 43, the second paragraph, and more about alcoholism. Um, many doctors and psychiatrists agree ending with no, there's no other solution. And I have asked, oh, it's Loretta. I got brain fart here. So Loretta M is going to start us off. Good morning, Russ, and thank you for your service and everybody on this line. 
along with my most precious God, who is saving my life today, Loretta H. recovered in North Carolina. Many doctors and psychiatrists agree with our conclusions. One of these men, staff member of a world-renowned hospital, recently made a statement to some of us. What you say about the general hopelessness of the average alcoholic's plight is, in my opinion, correct. As to two of you men whose stories I have heard, there is no doubt in my mind that you were 100% hopeless apart from divine help. Had you offered yourself as patients at this hospital, I would have not taken you. If I had been able to avoid it. People like you are too heartbreaking. Though not a religious person, I have a profound respect for the spiritual approach in such cases as yours. For most cases, there is virtually no other solution. Spiritual awakening. A hundred percent hopeless. And I looked up the word hopeless desperate and demoralized and that's how i came into the room in 2001 my father had died he asked me to come to visit him in california so that he could make amends for his alcoholism i could not show up because of this disease fast forward 10 years later I was able to bring his ashes to North Carolina and give him a military funeral because of this program. And actually, uh, it was the only time he was happy in his life. And that was because of this program and working these steps. So, yes, I know I'm 100% hopeless. That's my step one. And that little dash in step one is the hopelessness. But I am not helpless. And that is where you come in and God comes in because my life is unmanageable. And I thought I only had an eating problem. I have a spiritual malady. And I actually use that word for my abstinence and my food plan is a tool. This program has helped me really polish my heart with the 12 steps. I'm working on a, I work the steps last year four times because I had some isms going on. And um, this year, in fact, somebody mentioned it, and I'm going to – I did one just about two weeks ago, but I am going to do another fourth step on my relationship with God because I'm finding at this time of the year I don't feel happy, joyous, and free. It's, there's some history there that I just haven't uncovered, discovered, or discarded. So I'm going to do another uh, relationship um, step on my relationship with God. And this program works because we get this choice every single day. I wake up an addict and I get a choice every single day to be who he wants me to be. And it it just enables me to look at myself so much in a much more heartfelt way than I did in the 54 years. I'm 75 now. In the 54 years that I existed in disease. And I get spiritual experience. I, I say um, God's sightings await because in surrendered serenity, as somebody says, 
so many God sightings come to me, even in desperate, desperate times. And I have been saved even in this program from another disease because I was going to pick that up last year, but I didn't even after 44 years. So you're never cured. And I have to work this program to polish my heart every morning. And so I am so grateful. I am not hopeless. I'm 100% an addict and a compulsive overeater. Thank you. But I am virtually, virtually um, spiritually fit today because I do the work. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Loretta. So now we're going to open it up for sharing on page 43, more about alcoholism. And, you know, although we value your experience, we have to limit your share to every third day. So I'll just get a chance to share their experience too. So if we share it on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back. And please get, hit me one at a time so I can hear you. Katie, do you Janice, Katie, J, Janice, Who else would like to share? My Robbie W. Was it Myra? Okay, we'll go with that. Did you get Rachel P? Now I did. Let's take one more. Who else wants to jump on there? All right, this is a good list. We got Katie G, Janice, Julie R, Nancy R, Carolyn S H, Myra, and Rachel P. Katie, you're up. Hey Russ, good morning. Thank you for taking the meeting. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G. I'm recovered for today from anorexia, bulimia, and compulsive eating. You know, I always thought being hopeless was really bad, right? Like um when I had no hope that meant that there was no promise. And I have to tell you that for me today, um, I've been hopeless and not always known it. Like um, I was exercising for hours at a time. And um, and hopeless, actually, um, if you look longer, it, it talks about pulling back from living, pulling back from doing the things that I love and being with the people that I love. And that is the perfect description of me when I'm in my disease, that I'm not doing things I love. I'm not with people I love. I don't even know what love is. And for me, the most miraculous thing is that my lack of hopeless, my lack of hope, like I came in and I, and I, I was here for a long time and I got real sick because I wasn't relying on God. I was relying on self, on myself, and I was lying, and lying just shuts God right out. And I went to a sponsor, and she told me what she had and how she got it, and I was like, thank you very much. 
and I kept going and I was dying. And it wasn't until I crawled to her phone and said, I will do whatever you want. Please help. Like hopeless for me meant I didn't have any other ideas and it didn't matter. It didn't matter what she was going to ask me to do. And I have to say, knowing that I had tried everything and that I had no other solution brought me to to step two where there is hope. You know, it says that there is 100% virtually no other solution. My solution is God. And I have to tell you, I'm a ticker tape parade for God today because he's entered into my my heart and mind. I did the 12 steps. And all of a sudden, it's like I have new eyes. I'm living in the same house with the same husband and the same children. We have one new dog. I have many similar beloved friends. But I'm alive today. I had a friend say to me yesterday, Katie, I saw pictures of you. And you look like you're living. You know, that's what this program does. I was the walking dead, right? I was 10 pounds underweight, but that didn't even matter. I just had no life. And today, thank God, I have a life, and I my life is based on helping others. How can I be of service? That is what these 12 steps teach me, is to get out of myself, to get to God, and say, God, how are you going to use me today? There is hope. Time. Please keep coming. All right. So next up is Janet B. followed by Julia. Good morning. This is Janet B. Recovered from compulsive eating in New Jersey. Um, well, of course, my mind like just went right to that line, 100% hopeless apart from divine help. And I started thinking about like, okay, what does that mean, like divine help? Because for years I would pray. I mean, I always believed in God. God, help me. Remove this food obsession. Make me stop binging. Even when I first went to OA and they told me God was the solution, it was like, God, help me. Remove this obsession. Help me stop binging. Nothing. Radio silence. How come? And I think it's because... I was treating God like a genie in a bottle or like Santa Claus. Like, here's my list. One thing on my list, remove my food obsession Um, or genie. You know, come in, remove my food obsession, God, and then go back in your bottle and leave me alone with the rest of my life. And when this big book talks about divine help, that's not what they're talking about, a Santa Claus God or a genie in a bottle God. They're talking about a God who I surrender my entire will and life to, which meant I had to go to God and say, okay, I'm not going to be dishonest anymore Um, because God won't coexist with dishonesty. If I'm dishonest, it's like I'm taking a big black Sharpie and writing keep out God across my heart. doesn't matter how much I pray. God won't exist there. And I had to just say, God, don't just be God of my food, in charge of my food plan, be in charge of my whole life, and I will try to align my life under what I think you want me to do, which meant I had to start thinking of others instead of myself. I had to start um, practicing tolerance. I had to start doing things I didn't want to do, but that I figured God wanted me to do. At the beginning, 
I didn't know how to help people. I lived in New York City. I made sandwiches for homeless people. That was all I could think of to be helpful. Um, but I think so often we think, okay, you know, yes, the answer is God. Yes, the answer is God. But we treat God like a servant. And what this program has taught me is that I'm his agent. He's the principal. And I'm his beloved daughter. But my job is to surrender to his will, not ask him to surrender to and bless mine. And that's the way that I think Divine Helps works. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you. Next up is Julie R. followed by Nancy R. Hi. Thanks, Russ. Julie R. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. And, you know, I had the um, same things um, underlined, you know, the hopelessness, the heartbreaking, um, who I was before I, I was able to surrender and to be changed by the creator that now um, that lives within me. It's like, you know, yeah, being 155 pounds overweight was hell. You know, uh, the way I ate like a rabbit animal, the way that I manipulated people, um, how I was resentful, how I uh, had to be right all the time. You know, the living basically in in character defects, you know, over 300 pounds. And um, so here I am, you know, how's my life today, right? Because it says that, you know, 100% hopeless apart from divine help. And I love that. It's, It's like once the food is down, it's like, that is where the real work begins, right? It's like that divine help. Where does that divine help live, that creator, right? It's in my soul. It's not just, you know, thinking or doing the act of prayer and meditation. It's like, what? how is my soul today? Um, and the, just the heartbreak that, that our disease um, brings. Um, you know, my husband always trying to feel helpless himself because he couldn't help me, he couldn't you know, save me from this horrific disease. But it's like, you know, so, you know, God willing, I'm I'm close to having three years again of, you know, 100% black and white abstinence, uh, being recovered, you know, uh, having that transformation. It's like the last four weeks, it's four weeks today, um, you know, my husband had a brain tumor, then he had it removed, then the next day he had a stroke, and then he's had seizures, and he's, just, you know, it's been a whirlwind. And never once did I think about food. What I have is like, God, please show me what my next step is. Please, God, let me be present for my husband. Please, God, let me be present for my adult sons who are having such a hard time seeing their father like this in the first time of their life. You know, how can I be a service to my sponsees? I still sponsor every day. I still have a sponsor. I still plan my food. I still go to meetings. I work. I this. But it's like only because I have this divine help 24-7 because I try to do this all on my own. If I was, oh, I, I shudder to think what it would have been like this last four to six weeks if I had, one, lost my emotional sobriety and just been living in defects or two, being in the food. I mean, talk about hell. But you know what? I'm not hopeless today. I'm not helpless. And we are so blessed to be in a, fa- a fellowship that will we get to be changed. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Jewel. Okay, next up is Nancy Arbor. Before uh, Nancy jumps on here, I want to let you know where we're at in case you join the meeting a little later. 
We're on page 43, more about alcoholism, the second paragraph. Many doctors and psychiatrists agree, ending with there is no other solution. All right, Nancy, you're up. Good morning. It's Nancy R. Um, from Northwest Illinois, recovered. Uh, thankfully, gratefully recovered. Um, so I am definitely 100% hopeless. I woke up 100% hopeless this morning. So I woke up and uh, laying in bed, and instead of um, doing my morning connection with my higher power, I looked at my email on my phone, and there was an ad. And I was like, oh, I'll just look. And then I was, my head was off and running, off and running. And I was making this sale for stuff I don't want or need, uh, my higher power. And that's where my mind goes, you know, that, that, that's the mental, that strange mental twist that makes me 100% hopeless because it keeps me apart from divine help. And um, thank goodness that, I mean, and it was, it was like a high because these things that I thought I wanted were on sale and I was going to do this and that and I was off and running. During the time I'm, I'm, I, during the time I spend with God, that I wasn't spending with God. And so I'm so grateful for the willingness to just put it down you know, to put that phone down, to put that craziness down that keeps, you know, my disease will try anything to keep me away from God. You know, that the strange mental twist, I have to go back to the steps. And um, the step I needed to do is step 11. And so I did meditate and I did pray and my mind would wander and come back and wander and come back. But I'm so grateful for that pause and that intuitive thought that this is craziness. So I put some stuff in my cart, my online cart, and I just closed it up. I took it all out because I don't need stuff. I need divine help. For me, there is virtually no other solution. Thanks. I pass. Thank you, Nance. Next up is Carolyn S.H., Followed by Myra. Hi, good morning. This is Carolyn S.H. in Massachusetts. And um, I am on day eight of abstinence. And I say that because um, I want anyone who is uh, unrecovered or in the food um, to not feel shame. And uh I I am so grateful to be here. And um uh gosh, I have so much to say, but I feel so jumbled. Um I it's, what I'm experiencing and, and understanding is this hopelessness, this 100% absolute hopelessness that I I am newly like understanding about myself is what gives me hope. Because if I'm hopeless, if I'm absolutely can't do it by myself, then there there is one solution. There's only one solution, and that's the spiritual solution um, and, and the divine help. And that's that, in my opinion, is 100% guaranteed. If I do this, um, 
if I if I do the steps and if I surrender and make my higher power the most important thing. Um, one thing I've been experiencing is um, I really have seen how and, and experienced how the disease is progressive um, and coming back like full blown to recovery, recovery is progressive. Like I, I feel so happy and so um, free. And I was out last night with a whole group of friends, um, neighbors and my husband, and everyone's eating all the things that I was eating nine days ago. And I had, and I, I literally, like I knew in my heart, like I am, like someone said earlier, you know, I wake up a compulsive eater. Like I could eat that. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm eight inches away from that dish that is, you know, <laughs> gonna, gonna kill me. And I'm okay because I have higher power. Like, um, yeah. Um, oh, and there was something else I wanted to say. I'm probably running out of time. But I just, I, I'm so great. Oh, one of the things that's new, newish for me, like two years new, is I, I got married about two years ago and I've gone through this realization that I really believe that I'm living with active alcoholism. I do believe that my wonderful beloved husband is an active alcoholic. And I think that's one of the things that um, emotionally I, I, I picked up over and, um, and not even admitting that I was picking up. I was in so much denial. Um, Don't even know I am lying. And um, coming back, yeah, I just, I'm so grateful. Thank you. I'm grateful that I'm 100% hopeless. So thank you. Thanks, Carolyn. Next up is Myra, followed by Rachel P. Myra, I didn't get the first initial of your last name. Sure. Hi, good morning, everybody. My name is Myra, B as in boy, W as in William. And I'm calling in from Michigan, and I just want to say thank you all. Uh, for this awesome meeting today, um, wow! That 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 reading is is huge um, for me. It hasn't been too long um, of me being out of the food. It's probably been about sixty something days, maybe. And um, <clears throat> and I, you know, and I just, you know, I, I as I'm as I'm reflecting and just thinking back about how like how suicidal I was, um, you know, uh, some weeks ago. Um, literally, because I just could not get out of the food. I could not stop myself from starting, and then once I started, I just couldn't stop. And um, and I was asking God, you know, God, please help me not to pick up today. You know, that that's what I would say. You know, that was like my prayer. And then when I pick up, I'd be like, see, God's not even listening. You know, um, and what I've come to find <clears throat> being on being on these calls for a while now is that. Um, I I didn't have a relationship with, with my higher power. I didn't have a relationship with God, you know. Um, I would, like someone said before, like treat him like a genie in the bottle, you know what I'm saying? Um, call on him when I need something. Call on God when I want something to be fixed, you know. Um, just things don't go right. And then I'd, oh, there's not, see, I know God's not listening to me, you know. And, and what I found, you know, um, just by working the steps, you know, is that I just did not have a relationship, 
you know, and it wasn't enough for me to say, yeah, I trust God, I believe in God. I just didn't have a relationship with God. So no wonder I stayed face down in the food. I could not stop, you know. And now, you know, having a, just a few 24 hours, you know, um, uh, clean, you know, I, <laughs> my relationship with my higher power with God is everything today, everything. And I've been in a lot of um, OA meetings and, 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 and programs, various ones where, you know, the talk, the talk of, of a higher power or God is minimal. It's all about the food. It's all about the tools, you know. And um, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't stay abstinent. You know, I couldn't. And um, <clears throat> today I, I am 100% convinced and I, and I know um, from the bottom of my heart that if I don't have a relationship with God, if I don't, if I don't have a higher power, um, I'm screwed. Because at the end of the day, the big book says this is a spiritual program, spiritual program. And today I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that, that I'm becoming, that I'm understanding that today. You know, that I'm willing to follow direction of my sponsor today. I'm not comfortable right now working, working in these steps. I'm working step nine right now, and I'm very uncomfortable, but I, that's okay. I'd rather be uncomfortable working my program than, than to be face down in the food with no program, suffering, you know, suicidal, Tom. homicidal. Um, just want to say thank you all, grateful, and with that I pass. Thanks, Myra. Next up is Rachel P., and we're going to take another group. Good morning. This is Rachel P., Recovered Compulsive Reader in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, in this paragraph, the word that's sticking, up, sticking out to me is hopeless. Right? What does hopeless mean? To be without hope. Um, I was truly hopeless, and I really believe that that, that this sense of... Um, desperation and hopelessness that I felt was so necessary to facilitate the spiritual awakening. I had to be so beat down by the disease that I was completely out of ideas and willing to accept the spiritual solution because I was somebody who I wanted nothing to do with a religious or spiritual kind of solution for this problem this problem that I could not control, could not manage. Um, I actually work as a substance use counselor and I see, you know, I, I work with men, uh, middle-aged men in recovery for substance use and alcohol use. And, um, you know, I see, I see them come in, you know, at probably some of the worst times in their lives, this sense of hopelessness and, I'm just, I'm so grateful for my own journey and, and the work that I've done that I can then be helpful, you know, to others. Um, and we, you know, in, in the place that I work, we do integrate 12 steps, um, which is super cool. Um, but uh, yeah, in my own story, like I had to be a hundred percent hopeless in order to open my mind to something, you know, it's, it's this kind of interesting kind of dynamic where I have to be hopeless in order to open my mind to a sense of hope. I had to be 100% out of ideas. Um, yeah. And now as, you know, as a staff member at one of these places, you know, it's, um, it's so interesting to see these dynamics at play and, um, 
I'm just so, so grateful for that sense of hopelessness and desperation and being so out of ideas. Um, you know, think back to five years ago when I was just in the food and every minute of every day was consumed with what am I going to eat? What am I not going to eat? How am I going to exercise to burn these calories off? You know, um, body checking constantly, you know, all that stuff. And, um, everything I had tried had not worked. I was somebody who was considered hopeless and I was so demoralized that, um, despite, you know, having been an atheist for more than a decade, I was, I was open to a spiritual solution because everything I had tried had not worked and I needed to surrender. I just needed to surrender. And, you know, what in this paragraph, what the staff member is saying, like, it works. We don't know how it works. We don't know. I mean, we do know how it works, right? Because we have the 12 steps, but, you know, just to say that if it works, let's do it. If it works, let's do it. And, um, you know, five years ago, having been at the bottom of that mountain that I had to climb, I didn't know how it was, what it was going to look like or anything like that. And, and that's why the surrender piece is so important that even though I can't be in control, even though I don't know what's going to happen with my life and my recovery for anything, I can like fully surrender. I can lean back into the river of life, into the river of God and fully surrender to what's going to happen. And that's just so necessary. And if I just get out of my own way, if I just get out of my own way, this is possible Time. and it works. Thanks. I'll pass. All right, thank you, Rachel. So we're going to open up the line for sharing again. We're on page 43, more about alcoholism, that second paragraph, and just that second paragraph. If you share it on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back if other people Roger, chance to share. We could, California. All right, Harvey. Hold yeah. on there, Roger. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to take about five. So I got Roger. Five. I got Roger. Janet. Andy. Sarah. Harvey. Hold on. Hold on. I think I heard it. I think I heard it. Henry. So I got Roger, Harvey, Jen, Jen, Emery. One more. One more. Janice. I got Janice. I got Janice. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. So Roger B. So Roger B. Harvey S. Jen S. Jen M. Emory M. Emory M. And Janice S. And if you're not Roger B., please mute your line. There's an echo, just as a heads up. All right. Thanks. How about now? Is there echo now? No, it went away. Thank you. It went away. Thank you. Roger, you're up. Roger V, California. Good morning, OA family. Oh my gosh, I I I opened my book in with my flashlight from my phone, and it's underlined in purple. One hundred percent hopeless apart from divine intervention. You know, I had to share because in talking about God. I always had transactional relationships with God. God, if you do this, I will do this. And God held up his end of the bargain. I never held up my end. You know, 
get me, pick, pick your du jour. God, you get me this parking space. God, you get me this girl. God, you get me this job. God, you remove drugs, alcohol, food, and whatever, you know, you know, I used to say, you know, God's going to give me the keys to the kingdom. Well, I wasn't willing to do my part. And I think it's page 53. The book says, God is either everything or nothing. What was our choice to be? Today, God is everything in my life. I don't bargain with God anymore. You know, I thank God for the good in my life and, and what seemingly is not good. You know, because God's delay is not his denial. You know, when, when God, you know, God's rejection sometimes in my life is his protection. And, you know, I think back the last time I drank, used, and compulsively overate, you know, September 20th, 1984, I had planned just to do a little bit of cocaine and drink a little bit of vodka and have a little bit of cheesecake and pizza. And at 7 o'clock in the morning, I was talking like this because I was so effed up. And so my boss called at 7 o'clock in the morning from Germany and fired me in that conversation. And I thought that was the last day of my life. And what I learned later, that was the first day of any kind of life because he saved my life by firing me. You know, and today I don't have to live that way. You know, today, you know, God is everything in my life. I give him the whole enchilada, everything, no matter what's going on, good, bad, or indifferent. I say, thank you, Lord, because I can't do this on my own. I need God in every areas. He's not a pinch hitter anymore. He's not a designated hitter. God is everything. And for this compulsive overeater to have 25 years later from first finding program or whatever it was, on December 2nd, 2018, to have, if you had told me on the 1st that the next day pizza, tacos, burritos, lox and bagels would be removed root and branch, I would have told you you were crazy. And that's exactly what happened in my life, and I have not had to go back. So... By his grace, by his mercy, I'm here on this call. I thank you guys for paying a 12-step call on me. I'm grateful for everything I have, not what I don't have, and I thank you guys for walking this path with me. With that, I'm out. I'm Roger V. in California, and I appreciate you guys. I appreciate God. I appreciate the 12 steps. I'm out. Thanks, Roger. Next up is Harvey S., followed by Jen A., Star one, Harvey. My name's Harvey. My name's Harvey. Hey, yes, uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, really appreciate uh, your service for us and everybody that shared this morning. And this meeting is uh, is fantastic. Um, I woke up at 3 a.m. this morning, feeling totally defenseless against the disease, which centers in my mind. There was there is no refuge for me anymore, anywhere, in anything. Um, through, through working the steps, I have let go of control, uh, or realize I don't have control over anything outside myself and half the time my own feelings. And, um, a couple of paragraphs uh, ago, it talked about feeling mangled. Uh, and that's the way I feel this morning and demoralized simply because I have physical 
sobriety, but I don't have the spiritual or mental uh, soberness. And this all goes to not having 100% trust and faith in God. Um, As was mentioned, you know, either God is or God isn't. And I'm so close, but being so close isn't going to cut it. Uh, I'm working on building a a relationship with the God of my understanding. And I know that I'm the only one that can make that connection um, and where God is 100%. I I have a very, very strong connection with my body, which which is obviously stronger than my connection with God. There's not a whole lot else I can say um, uh, about this. Uh, I'm grateful that I recognize where the problem is, at least I think I do. Um, I got so much uh, out of what everybody else shared. Uh, I am a 100% addict, um, and I'm vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. I'm going to close with that. Thank you. Thanks, Harvey. Appreciate it. Next up is Jen A. followed by Anne-Marie M. Hey, Russ. Thanks so much for hearing me this morning. This is Jen A. Recovered in Littleton, Colorado. Page 43, and this is a powerful paragraph, and it comes at the end of all these, you know, stories that say, are you like this? Are you like that? And you can either identify in or identify out. But if I identified in, because I was pretty mangled, like we talked about yesterday, So what was I going to do to solve my problem? I wasn't going to do anything anymore. You know, I can't outthink it. I can't outrun it. I can't outsmart this. I only have to surrender, right, to the spiritual transformation. And that's what it tells me here. I need a spiritual approach and divine help. Is that God? Well, I found him through the 12 steps. You know, that's in in this program. Did I have God before this? Absolutely I did. And I love the shares this morning. It's been such a powerful meeting for me and such a powerful reminder of where I came from and where I'm still going and where I'm still headed. Just because I'm recovered doesn't mean I'm not hopeless on days. Doesn't mean I don't need God. You know, I'm not hopeless in the food anymore. I can sit around for a Thanksgiving meal yesterday with all my colleagues and coworkers and serve pecan pie and dollops of whipped cream. It doesn't even bother me. Wow. Now that's the miracle. So this paragraph says to me, if you are completely mangled, Jennifer Marie, and you take these steps, not just one time, but over and over, and thank you for the introductory speaker who keeps saying, and I did it again, and I went through the steps again, and I looked at this again, because that's what we do. We keep working the steps. And, and, and working a program until it becomes a way of life and we're living the steps. And this transformation is just amazing. And you've heard it on the line so many times this morning. You know, there's no magic. It's a miracle. From mangle to miracle, that's what this paragraph says to me. And you know what? I'll totally step into this spiritual arena. And when I do step into the spiritual arena, and when I do step in and see others and participate in taking a fifth step or taking a tenth step, I'm blown away even more by the power and the grace and the love of a God who takes care of me. And I never had that before. I had doctors, psychiatrists, 
nurses, diet programs, and trainers, and everything failed me, human aid. You know what? God doesn't fail me today. He's always there for me if I turn to him. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Jen. Next up is Anne-Marie, followed by Janice S. Good good morning, Russ and everyone. Thank you so much. This is Anne-Marie M. And through God's grace, the obsession from compulsive eating has been removed. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater through God's grace. And by working the steps, um, the word that jumped out at me was the word were, W-E-R-E. Um, it says here, um, as two of you men, I'm sorry, um, now I can't find it. As two of you men, uh, oh my gosh. But what you say about the general hopelessness of the average alcoholic's plight, in my opinion, is correct. As two of you men whose stories I have heard, there is no doubt in my mind, here it is, there is no doubt in my mind that you were 100% hopeless apart from divine help. I guess that word jumps out at me because I was talking to a sponsor yesterday and we were talking about the hopelessness and uh, I suggested that she listen to a podcast from uh, a few a few Thanksgivings ago, quite a while ago, 2012 in fact, and the speaker was talking about how the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous talks about past tense, that these hundred men and women who wrote this book were hopeless and no longer are. And many of the, much of the, um, what she was saying, much of the OA literature is, um, is, is present tense. And I just am so grateful to see that, uh, that they were 100% hopeless and no longer are because of divine help. And for me, it was, God did, I did not remove the obsession. God did. It, it was through his grace and his mercy that I am um, free from the obsession of compulsively eating. I am no longer hopeless. And I needed to be hopeless in order to get to where I am today. I needed to have no more ideas, no more uh, schemes of therapy and uh, exercise and getting a personal trainer and doing all the things that I could do with the help of all these other, these human aids that did not work. It needed for me to be a divine, um, divine help. And the, the, my defense had to come from a higher power. That's the last sentence in this, in, on this page. And I tried so hard to do it on my own, and it, it, it was impossible. So I was hopeless, and I am no longer now, and I'm so grateful for today, just for today, that that is in the past tense. And I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Next up is Janice. S. Muted. Good morning, everyone. I am Janice S. from Tennessee, and that's S like smile and S like sunshine and S like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. This meeting is 
exceptionally good. They are always good, but today is exceptionally good. As I share with you this morning, um, I also um, relate heavily to there is no doubt in my mind that I was 100% hopeless apart from divine help. Um, I did everything. I was on, I, you know, I'm a professional dieter. Um, there was nothing that I had not tried. There was nothing I had not done. I had done things that absolutely, in a, log- a person's logical mind, made no sense. Um, I did everything. I, 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 I beat myself up. I, I did everything. I was overweight. I was morbidly obese how why i'm alive i don't even know i was that much overweight i really did not have a life um i I was not content i was not free um what i learned when i came to this program is it's not about food it's not about what i ate it's a lot deeper than that And what I want to say, especially to newcomers today, is get a a good sponsor and surrender and do the work. It is, sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. But it is so worth it. You know, I like to share with my sponsees and when I'm in, in a meeting with others, I always like to share the fact that everything in my life has changed today, everything. I still have the same people in my life. I still have the same husband. I still have the same family members. I still have the same friends. I have a lot of new friends, but every relationship I have has changed. But none of them changed I changed, and that's what the miracle is, and that's the divine help. I always thought it was them, 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 but it wasn't. It was me, 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 and it is God's help, God's divine help, and all the things that have been said before me, I hope you guys could hear my head nodding as I'm in agreement with everything that's been said this morning. Amen, 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 amen. Um, what a What a great meeting. What a great share. Um, if you're new, if you're new to, to this, meeting, um, please keep coming back. And thank you again for your time. Thank you for letting me share. Have a great day. Thanks, Janice. Thanks, Janice. Now we're getting this echo again. Oh no, we're not. Okay. So Janice is going to be our last share. We thank everybody that shared today, and um, please join us for. Second unrecorded hour study meeting after uh, this closing. So today's share ID, Friday, November 18th, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, 19,654. That's 19654. Now we'll close with the reading from the big book on page 164, and uh, followed by a serenity prayer. We'll, Christine G., Please read a vision for you. A book is meant to be suggestive only. Sure. Christine G., Compulsive Overeater in Virginia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. 
God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.